0: Welcome and bienvenidos a todos to our football podcast that focuses on Mexican women's soccer. I am Eugene Rapinski. I'm your host this evening and I am with as always Adriana Terrazas. Adriana, how are you?
1: I'm doing well, Eugene, and just eager to have this summer um, start off in a couple of weeks. I, I have to say I am appreciating the fact of not having tons of games like we had like a month ago, which was really crazy. It's just like I don't know, like calm before the storm or something. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I mean, we we just ended up uh, ended up the le- like Women's League uh, last week. And then we have a couple of weeks kind of off. And then we have the Gold Cup and league Cup and Women's World Cup. And it's just like starting off everything all over again. So, yeah, just a couple of weeks just to gain our strength and uh, make our peace with the fact that we'll have to wake up at 4 a.m. again to start watching <laughs> World Cup games. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah,
1: other than that, really good.
0: <laughs> it's nice that the soccer gods have, are going to allow us a couple of weeks of rest uh, to gear up for all of the stuff that's coming this summer. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to, I'm just looking forward to the party kind of continuing. Right. Like we, <laughs> we just got done with a, an excellent season, with an excellent Ligia. Uh, we'll get a couple of weeks off and then things just start going up again. Uh, you know, so let's, uh, let's keep the good times rolling, I guess. You know, speaking of which, though, the final, we ha- now have a champion, a, a Liga Mekis Femenil champion, Club America. Congratulations to them, to their fans, uh, for winning the second title, beating Pachuca 4-2 to on aggregate. Uh, they had a, ho- a-, a uh, 2-1 to win in Pachuca, then came back to the Azteca, In front of a record crowd of over 58,000 people who watched in the pouring, pouring rain as America got another two to one win to uh, see their name etched on the trophy for the second time. Um, What are your overall thoughts on We'll get into the games in a minute, but what are your overall thoughts on America and uh, them pulling it off?
1: I mean, it seems as though they had a couple of circumstances that could have played um like more in favor of pachuca first of all they had they were hosting the first leg so um they had the opportunity of getting a comfortable advantage and then the the fact that the azteca did so well by the way they set a record for the league with attendance over fifty eight thousand people at the azteca which was amazing i mean that could go both ways for america right if they did poorly it would be fifty eight thousand people um booing you and, and just putting on more pressure um but then it just seemed as though everything went well for America. They came back after um, Charlene Corral got the first goal in Pachuca. Um, Pereira and Cathy Martinez got those goals in the second half. They did struggle uh, uh, way more than I guess they wanted to. Um, but still, they got a victory in Pachuca, and that just opened up the, like, the door entirely for them to actually um, compete and make sure that they took advantage of their home game in the second leg and get that second championship. I was... Um, truth, truth be told, I was kind of disappointed with Pachuca. This was nowhere near the Pachuca I expected. I think it was nowhere near the Pachuca that we saw during regular season. Um, they struggled enormously um, for a team that was like every single week we were talking about how many goals they were scoring, Charlene being amazing with Jennifer Hermoso, all the experience. And then it came down to a couple of goals, one by Charlene in the first leg, and then one by Ali Soto, who had to come in as a sub 36 hours late after playing with the U-20s, which we'll talk about in a bit, um, to get another goal at the 86th minute of of the second leg. So, I mean, America got the job done. I, I think um, Villacampa definitely outplayed Gacho. And I mean, it was just amazing to see all these players in their best form. Kati Martinez in that second game was absolutely killer, um, like her nickname. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, she was amazing. She came on. She knew how important she was for the team and really quickly got that goal in the second leg, which also meant that Pachuca now had to score at least two goals, which they, they sadly didn't. So on one hand, I was I was really surprised by America. I think they got the job done. They knew what they had to do. They took advantage of every single opportunity. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I they outplayed Pachuca. I didn't see any of like Pachuca nowhere near what we we saw during regular season,
0: yeah, I agree with you there. You know, you said it you know earlier that uh, Villacampa outcoached Cacho absolutely, you know, I think when you just kind of look at how America was playing Pachuca, you know, with with all sorts of uh, pressure, you know, coming from the midfield to to cut off passes and. Um, you know, make sure that there were really no options going forward when any of their midfielders, you know, got the ball, uh, really speaks to, highly of Via Campa. I mean, the man did his homework, um, yeah. you know, so kudos to them. You know, I, I agree. Pachuca, they had chances and they just didn't, they weren't able to take advantage of them. And that's kind of, you know, that between those two things, that was their undoing. I mean, it would have been one thing if, you know, they got kind of coached, but they were able to take advantage of the chances that they got and they just weren't, you know, Uh, Mm -hmm. so many times they'd, they'd finally get a ball into like Ocampo uh, or they finally get a ball into Charlene or something. And the shot would go into the stands and you're just like, well, you know, that was it. That was your chance. And it just didn't even go on. It didn't even go on frame, you know? So that was, that was a little disappointing Mm -hmm. live and learn though, I guess for, for Pachuca, you know, their squad is, is very strong you know, they should, you know, I would say be locked to come back to the Ligia and go far again next season unless they decide to completely rip everything apart. But I don't necessarily see that happening. I don't see there's any need to do that, you know?
1: Yeah, Um, no, I I think both squads will probably remain at at least like the core, which for mm -hmm. America, I mean, for both teams, it's pretty strong. I do think Pachuca might have some issues with Um, I think that's to make sure that all players ended up um, healthy and injury free. I mean, at the end of the game, it seemed as though, I mean, yeah, it it was, it was pouring at the Azteca. So it was just like, Oh my God, please. No one, no one slide. No one run too fast. (laughs) No one do anything because it was, it was terrible weather. Um, And they're just, we had so much, so many injuries this year. It's it's just like um, you really want to make sure that they're all safe. But I, I think Pachuca might start thinking of bringing in maybe some younger players, midfield, um, trying to, think about that situation not so much america i think america could pretty much keep the same squad and they'd be okay for next season mm-hmm. uh which doesn't mean they will i mean just under like knowing america they're still gonna bring in i guess a couple of players and and just i don't know have, have a, a, even a stronger squad but um but definitely not re- like rebuild next season i don't think so
0: yeah no i i think america will probably have a couple of players go out and a couple more come in that's mm-hmm. just the nature of of the business right yeah um, you know, so I, I, that would not surprise me. But as far as like a complete retooling for either team, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's necessary. We did see the first player leave either of those teams. It was announced earlier today that uh, Lisbeth Angeles has left Pachuca, uh, the goalkeeper you know so that's uh you know one player who uh you know is going to try her luck in the the free agent market and uh, i don't see any need for any like real wholesale changes for either team um you know wh- why would they 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 finished 1 2 uh you know on, on top of the league and it's not like pachuca kind of got blown out of the water or anything they just they were just kind of out coached and outplayed it uh, doesn't mean that their their squad was you know that terrible you know so I, I don't necessarily think they need to do much of anything uh you know they probably want to look at some of the positions and see you know make some tweaks here and there
1: yeah uh, yeah maybe it, maybe it's as easy as bringing in some of the younger players from the U18s um america obviously has um several players that, that went to the U20 um Gunkakaf tournament probably give them more minutes i mean you have a pretty strong um uh, system going on there with with those players so i'm guessing Maybe some of these teams, I mean, they probably should start looking into those players because most of them, even because of their age, will not make the U18 squad next year. So probably just bring them up. Understand that that doesn't mean they're necessarily ready for for a starting lineup position. Um, I mean, they're still 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds, and you still have to, like, slowly give them minutes and not not put extra pressure on them just because they made it to the senior squad already. But yeah, I'm I'm hoping we start seeing more of that ladder with, with, with the, with the younger team and and the senior squad and players start to grow slowly from one to the other.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and there's still time. Um, You know, I don't think that they've announced really any structural changes to the way the league's going to go for next season. Uh, You know, so they could implement something like they did last year, where it went from U seventeens to U eighteens, they may raise it to U nineteen. So those players would still mm. be eligible. Um, I know that or I believe with them with the men's side, they raised, didn't they raise the amount of youth minutes that teams need to have? Um, or am I or am I making that up?
1: For for the men, there's like no like rule anymore.
0: Uh um, okay. That U20.
1: But yeah, they I mean they 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 <laughs> sort of made a mess with because they don't have a u20 uh league anymore they combined um they made a u23 league with the expansion um and somehow now i mean again this does somehow doesn't seem like a good idea um you have the u18s and then the u18s will jump over to u23s so we actually don't have a u20 um league anymore which i fear will come back and and just be troublesome at some point just because i mean there is a u20 world cup that it is like a a known category for the men's side as well
0: for sure um
1: and somehow we're expecting 19 year olds to play with you like with 22 year olds and face off expansion teams that have 30 year olds Mm -hmm. yeah something something seems amiss but yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i was i was just thinking more along the lines of it, you know, and it, this would be another change that the Liga MX Femenil could consider would be to require even more minutes, um, you know, from from underage players. Right. So mm-hmm. I think it's a thousand now. Maybe they bump it up to like twelve hundred or something like I, I don't know. But that would be another way to ensure that some of these younger players um, get into competitive games, get into first division games. Yeah. Um you know, that sort of thing. So there there are there are options on the table, and I believe that there's still time for the Federation to to make those changes if they were so inclined, or they could just go, it's oh, good enough and uh <laughs> we'll see what the teams kind of figure out for for next season. Yeah. Um yeah, you know, I was I was impressed by the overall series um when it comes to just the amount of attention it seemed to garner the, the atmosphere, like the, like the fan experience, you know what I mean? Because, you know, yes, well, you know, we are, um, you know, people who like cover the league and, and cover teams and that sort of thing, like at the heart of it, we're also fans. And I always try and keep an eye on, you know, is it, is it fun to follow as a fan, especially as a fan of, you know, not really either one of these teams. Um, and I thought it, I thought it was, I thought, you know, the atmosphere at both games really, uh seemed like it was super fun even you know at the Azteca when it was pouring rain it was so loud that it sounded like it it sounded like there was a plane taking off um for yeah. a lot of the match you know over the television and I know that it wasn't anything like you know it wasn't something that was in like the control booth like that's actually just how loud it was how loud the rain was there
1: it, know, but- it was I mean we just started off like like rain season and hurricane season. It, it, everything just started off early, but it was, I mean, I remember it was a couple hours before the game actually started, and it was like, oh, that's gonna, it's gonna pour like in, in at the Azteca. Um, I mean, but even more so, I mean, just happy to have 58,000 people um, be brave enough to actually make it through the game, uh, knowing how terrible the weather scene was gonna be. So, um, yeah. But yeah, it, it definitely was something to consider. I mean, also like the, the speed of the ball and the pitch and and players and I mean, it is something that could definitely turn a game uh one way or the other. But um but yeah, it, I mean I mean it's just one of those things, you know.
0: Yeah, it's it but it still seemed like that everybody was having fun. Maybe not so much the Pachuca mm-hmm. fans in attendance, obviously, but it just seemed like the atmosphere was really good. Uh and like I said, there was a lot of buzz, you know, on social media, a lot of people uh i I feel like we're talking about it you know i i I talked with a lot of people who cover other leagues like nwsl and and european leagues and even they were kind of like oh you know like looking forward to the game how can i watch it that kind of stuff so um you know it's good to see that kind of interest in the league it's good to see that those who showed interest were rewarded with a good series you know yeah um for for, you know on all different fronts you know the, the play was good uh and the atmosphere was good. Um, you know, kudos to to the Azteca, especially for, for the show that they put on with the fireworks and everything. That was just super, super cool. I loved that. Um, you know, I think they really they really did a good job with that. So um hats off to them.
1: Yeah, I mean, ever since um since the game started, you had like this these laser images on the pitch. Um, I think also another thing that really helped out was um they had the u20 national team during halftime walk with around the, the stage with the trophy that was and uh, dope. Just, that was awesome that was so awesome it was just such a great way for them to get credit for what they did um and fans to applaud all of them it that was that was part of like the show as well and it was really great for them to actually do that i mean they they had just played like literally like like 31 hours before so they <laughs> got on a plane got home left the like, like left all their luggage and then went up to the Azteca. <laughs>
0: I'm sure I'm sure most of them might not have slept too much with all of the excitement around uh what they what they pulled off. Um mm-hmm. you know a- any final thoughts on the on the final though before we before we jump into the U20s and what they were able to accomplish.
1: No, I mean I mean happy for for America fans. I mean well played. Now we have a triple tie with with two league championships between America, Chivas and Monterrey. They all have two Liga MX femenil championships. Um still Pretty far away from Tigres, who has five. <laughs> and just really, I mean, really sad for Pachuca. We all thought this might be it. Um, they have lost three finals, haven't won a single one. Um, and it just yeah. seemed as though we could probably add them to that list of League mx Mexican winners, but uh, it'll have to wait one more season at least. So, I mean, it, it, we, we've talked about how much that club deserves to have a title by now. They've been so supportive of the women's program, um, they have their own facilities. I remember they were the first team to have a photo, um, an official photo of the men and women together. Mm-hmm. Um, they had their own jer- their, their own jersey as well. I think I don't remember if they were the first team with their own jersey, but at least they were one of the top three teams to have their own jersey in the beginning. So the uh, support is there, projects there, the team is there. It's just been really terrible luck when it comes to the finals, but I mean it, it'll it'll be here eventually.
0: Yeah, yeah, they should. Uh, you know, I said this after the match, like they should hold their heads high. Uh, they, mm-hmm. you know, another another week, another day, you know, that could have been much different and, and they could be celebrating, uh, you know, they they did themselves proud uh, yeah. and they 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 kind of always have, um, in, in my opinion, uh, Pachuca with their project, like you were saying, just everything that they've invested into the team and and how seriously they took the project. Uh, you know, yeah. it it shows it. it you can see if you if you look at their history, if you look at what they've been able to do, it shows that that they actually care and that they put time and effort and thought into treating it like a a serious club. And that's awesome to see. And it's just a shame that it it hasn't yet been rewarded with yeah. a championship. So you know, he- heads uh, heads held high, Pachuca fans, and, you know, congratulations again to America. Uh, you guys are the club that now everybody loves to hate.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not uh, that he
1: needed a championship for that to happen, but yes.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, we we talked about this before too, right? Like every, uh, you know, every sport kind of needs a villain. And yep. uh, they were the ones that came in and said, yeah, we don't care how, how, Good a, a feel good story. Juarez is, and we don't care how good a feel good story Pachuca would be. Uh, yeah. we're gonna win, and and they did, uh, and I respect that. I respect that immensely. So,
1: and they love the role. To, to they people. do. I think they love it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um. So so hats off hats off to them. And uh, yeah, I think everybody will be gunning for them. Uh, next season. So yeah, that's um yeah what a what a good series that that we were treated to. And uh, yeah, we'll go on to talk about the U-20s right after this. And we're back. And I know we said we were going to talk about the U-20s, but uh, why don't we talk about the moves that we've seen in the Mekis Femenil first. Um, you know, uh, we have seen a couple of really big moves already uh, before the, the end of the season even happened uh, when we saw... Carmelina Moscato announced she was uh, leaving Tigres. Uh, Mila Martinez announced she was leaving Juarez. And then it was announced a couple of days after that that Mila is now the new head coach at Tigres. Um, lots of uh, lots of intrigue there. Um, what are your What are your thoughts about uh, kind of how just all that went down?
1: I mean, first of all, I was pretty surprised to see Carmelina leave. I thought she had great chemistry with the squad. I think she, un, I mean, obviously we were t- We've talked about how this is far from the most successful season for Tigres. They were actually one loss away from having their worst season yet, which is in, by no means terrible. It's not bad for anyone. I mean, it's, it's just they've been so good that like, I think it was like four defeats or five defeats um, would have made the record. I mean, it's just they've been so good that even something bad still, still isn't bad for them. I mean, right. but we did start to see changes in performance, I think we could start probably talking about how they have to look into making sure that they have players coming in to eventually be the substitutes from some key players, just because of age and probably national team call-ups next season, maybe understand that yeah, some injuries, uh, Bianca Sierra is pregnant. Um, so you're you're kind of losing several several players due to different circumstances, or you will lose them eventually because, again, age, injuries, et cetera. And Deidas has to start thinking about those changes. I think Carmelina got the first hint of 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 that situation. I think other coaches kind of went through and really didn't have to deal with that yet. and but still, I mean, I, it was kind of I was kind of surprised when when they announced she was leaving. I mean, not because she's a terrible coach or anything on the like, I, I think we're all begging for her to go to NWSL just because we know how <laughs> good she is. Um, but it was it was weird just because you do have a really competitive squad. You have a, a good project. You have the U18s coming in. Um, you have really key players, not only for Tigres but for the entire league for the national team. So everything seemed as though it would it would be okay for it for any coach to take on that project. So I'm guessing. Um, yeah, probably like, I'm guessing the reason she is leaving is just because, yeah, maybe she might want to grow in some other league, which is totally respectable. And it, it it's still, I mean, I, we saw so many players tweet out support and just say how she's been the best coach they've ever had, how much they're going to miss her. And then then I think, I don't remember if it was that same day or the following day we saw Mila leave and I, there was like a moment I was panicking. I was like, what the hell is going on in the league? Where is everybody going? <laughs> um... I really did it. I mean, I thought Mila could go to Tigres, but it's by the way she 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 wrote um, a huge text on social media. The way she was talking about Juárez and how she wanted um, another project and its personal reasons, I thought she was going back to Spain or something like that. It, it kind of hinted that way, and then she's announced Tigres, and I'm like, well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, I'm happy for her. I think it's going to be amazing for Tigres as well.
0: Yeah. You know, when she at the end of the season press conference for Juarez, she was saying, you know, I want to go back to Spain. I I have things to think about. And when she left Juarez, I think everybody made the connection that, Mm -hmm. okay, well, she's going back to Spain, like going back and going back. She's not going back to like visit her family or to just take a vacation. Like she's going back and she's she's not coming back. Um, So I think that was the kind of leap that that we all made and and kind of rightfully so right like that just yeah. that makes sense but it wasn't what was happening <laughs> shame <laughs> shame on us uh you know so you know i i i'm with you i think she has a she first off she did a wonderful job with tigres uh you know she did a lot to change um really how the club played and mm-hmm. um you know put some real focus on on certain areas and you know she got them playing more as a unit than i think i'd ever seen uh prior to that uh you know you always had these super talented players uh who were super talented players kind of on their own and doing their own kind of thing and i think she really did a lot to bring them all together as a collective unit and i think that they there were some growing pains for sure i think they stumbled a few times uh for sure But I think overall, like the project was successful and heading in the right direction. And, you know, they just just ran into a hot America team in the playoffs. You know, that, that, you know, what can you do about that? Right. So, you know, I think her time there was a success. And I am super excited to see wherever she lands up. You know, I've heard all sorts of rumors where she's going to wind up. Um, You know, they're, they're out there if you're so inclined to find them. But uh, it's
1: just like kind of Google, like, but on Twitter, like Carmelina and yeah, (laughs) everything will come up.
0: Yeah. You know, and it's uh, if she wants to be if she wants to be back in a job sooner rather than later, I don't see that being a problem whatsoever. I feel like there are a hundred clubs that would be happy to have her on board, you know, so I don't think that's I don't think that's an issue whatsoever. and you know congratulations to mila martinez um you know tigres has to be considered one of the top women's jobs in the world honestly you know and uh you know she she's done it and she has earned a a spot there and i'm interested to see what she can do there you know we've ranted and raved about how she was able to do more with less at juarez And I'm excited to see what she can do with more at Tigres. And, you know, it's not even so much that she was able to do more with less. She was able to get really good performances out of players and and really bring the best out of them. You know, I mean, she turned, you know, and not, not to say this was solely her doing, of course, but, you know, she turned Mia Swazwa and, you know, Yasmin Casares into national team players. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Um, You know, and that's not to say, oh, that they don't deserve it or nothing to that. But she was able to bring that out of them. And that's, you know, that's a true testament. Can you imagine what she can do with a player like Ovalle or Mia (laughs) Fischel? Can you you imagine her unlocking like a next level for those players? Like, wow. Yeah. So... Um, I'm I'm just, I'm excited for that aspect of it. You know, it's uh, how good can Tigres be under Martinez? Um, you know, if she's able to kind of have that same level of success, um, there's really no telling how good that team can be. Um, so Yeah, and
1: probably like like looking into like, again, the, the generational change that has to happen in Tigres eventually. I think with the experience that she had in Juarez, understanding that some of these players also were kind of young, Um, not as experienced as the ones that you'll find in Tigres. Players in Tigres have been into Europe. They've played international tournaments. They've been with a national team. But still, understanding that that has to happen eventually in the club, I think will be really interesting to see how she starts thinking of building that team without just disregarding the fact that you have so much experience. Again, you really don't want to miss out on, on any of that during the league. So, again, I'm really happy to see what, what that, how, how that goes on. I mean, how, that, how that happens and how, um, I mean, it's not going to be easy. She's, she's clearly understands that she has to get that, that league championship because it is Tigres. Mm-hmm. Um, and also understand that you're coming into a club that let go a coach or, or the, lost the coach. Um, which apparently players were really, really happy to have on board and, and great chemistry. So sometimes it's really difficult coming into a group like that, not because they think it's your fault, but it, it's just because of of the void that, that someone can leave in a team, like in Carmelina's case. So, yeah, re- really interesting to see how Mila deals with that. I think she's, she has enough experience in the league to deal with it to understand what she's, what she's up against um and will be really interesting to see probably like a new deal. i'm I'm guessing it's going to be different from any other squad we've seen before i i I really do think we're going to start seeing some changes there just because they have to happen and you have to start understanding that some other teams are also building really well and then they're constructing uh really good projects and you kind of need to you know raise the bar a little bit just because you were awesome in previous years and you do have five championships um, well other teams are catching up so you, you still have to, uh, tons of work to do
0: absolutely you know I think the bar is always going to be high at Tigres just like it is at America just like it is at Chivas yep. um, you know anything less than a championship is going to be considered a failure and mm-hmm. whether that's good or bad is up to uh, you know that's up for interpretation but that's kind of the reality of the situation and she's gonna she's gonna have her work cut out for her too but uh you know i think she's definitely suited for the job and i'm just interested to see how you know what players what she can get out of some of the players um who are there um not only ones who are already superstars you know but ones who may not have fully realized their full potential yet. You know, I'm thinking of somebody like Belen Cruz, right? Like we know she's really good, but you know, is there like another level? Because if so, that's scary, you know, (laughs) like she's already like really good. And if, and she could be better. Yeah. Yeah. Martinez can make her like even better. Like, wow. Um, that's, that's kind of frightening for fans of every other, every other team (laughs) in the league. Um, you know, but I think that that's um yeah, it, it's a good move for Tigres. It's a good move for Mila. And I'm just I'm interested to see how that plays. And I'm also interested to see uh where Carmelina Moscato in, ends up too. Um, wherever that may be.
1: Yeah, agreed. It that'll be really interesting. And obviously, um also think about her probably just bringing it on players, her new project that she knows in Liga Mex Feminina. I mean, that's that's always a good thing about players and coaches leaving, is the fact that they could put in a good word for other players and other coaches and, and start expanding all that talent to their league. So hopefully that'll happen as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We can, we could probably spend an entire episode of Juarez uh, players and how they would fit in. <laughs> uh, Cause I've, I've had some people ask me about, do you think this player is going to go there? And I'm like, eh, maybe, <laughs> but you know, so uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, there was other, moves that that has been announced uh, throughout the league um we did get confirmation that Deneva Kakias is out from Pumas and uh is a free agent uh, i think we all kind of saw that coming i'm interested to see where she winds up uh we saw Leon uh, drop nine players <laughs> um uh, among them uh, longtime goalkeeper Brisa Rangel um Garen Hernandez and um yeah, like nine players all at once. Uh, were yeah, shown... it seems as
1: though um, I mean we we're talking about this before we started recording. It seems as though it's a busier transfer window than previous years. Um, sure does. I don't know if it has to do with um, with contracts expir- expiring at the same time. Maybe some like most clubs restructured or something, um, and that's why they're losing so many players because their contracts are up. Or just because we're starting to see, I don't know, like more, more projects, like looking into next season. Um, it, it is a summer window and that usually means that you have more time to actually make all these changes rather than the window in, in during the winter where, where it's really quick and, and you have like a month between like the end of one tournament and the beginning of the other. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes on. Talking mm-hmm. about schedules, we don't have one. <laughs> this, is, this is very Liga Mickeys Femenil. I mean, this has happened. I remember talking about this with Amy so many times. Um, it was like June already. And we were like, well, we don't even know when the league starts. Um, yeah. So that's a, that's the case again. So we, we'll probably find out like in a couple of weeks. And uh, I don't know, I'll start off at the end of July when it usually does. Um. But yeah, it, it's still it's one of those things where you're like, oh, man, we're, we're, we're doing like we're taking huge steps in, in some other areas but why can't we just have a schedule out by like a week after having the final why is that so difficult
0: yeah and you know that's um and and this may be just a me problem and and (laughs) you know if it is i apologize for everybody who has to listen to it but you know like i would love to go down and catch a game and you know for me to do that you know if unless it's someplace like juarez or tijuana like that's going to require a good amount of planning like there's flights to be booked there's hotels to be booked and Mm -hmm. like you know the earlier i have a schedule to say oh you know this is a match i'd love to go to and this is the date that it's going to be and this is where it's going to be well i can't do anything you know i would love to go see a classico regio or a classico nacional but you know for me that that involves booking flights and hotels and i can't do that and if they do that, you know, if they put that game on week three, there's like literally no way I can get that in time because I'm not, oh, no, no, you know, I'm not going to be able to book a hotel and a flight, an international flight, three weeks in advance. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I could, but you know, I'm, I don't have that kind of money. Um, <laughs> so you yeah, know, it's, it's, it's just, a lot
1: easier if you have like the schedule beforehand and just start looking ahead and. Yeah. Saying, oh, this is a long weekend. We I could do this, and this is uh, I I want to see this stadium or something. So yeah, totally get it. But that, I think that's for everyone. Just understanding, um, are we gonna pause because of the World Cup? Sadly enough, no, we don't have many players that are going there, but we do have some. Are we gonna pause just because maybe fans um want to see the World Cup and we just don't want to compete with that? Um, we have um. we we do have some qualifiers for a gold cup at in the second semester of the year. Are we going to pause for that? I mean, yeah, we need the, we need all this information, um, which hopefully we'll have sometime soon.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just, I know that, I know that it's not easy to pull together a schedule involving 18 teams, uh, you know, and putting, putting that together, making sure that it's, you know, something that's approaching balance between home and away and, um, you know, travel and all that kind of stuff. Like, I get it, but it's also like, you knew this was coming. Mm
1: -hmm. It's (laughs) Uh, not as if we were we're like, like questioning if we're going to have a tournament next season. semester. Yeah, you know,
0: (laughs) July comes at the same time every year. Like, I don't understand what the, you know, or June comes the same time every year, too. Like, why, you know, why did we not kind of think through this? Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is, I guess, at this point. And, uh, we'll just we'll just have to kind of wait and see, um, you know, was there any anything else league related that we wanted to talk about? I know we talked about um, some of the transfers, um, you know. Oh, the so- Ballon, d'Oro. Ballon d'Oro. That's right. So uh, that got- was
1: that was what we were missing. I was like, we were, we were talking about something else. What was it? What was it? Yeah. Ballon d'Oro. <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, I mean, Ballon d'Oro nominees came out earlier today. Um, I have to say that I'm not really happy with the fact that we have um like voting for so many categories on the men's side and not as many on the women's side i yeah. mean for the men's side you have like best uh you have best midfielder best offensive midfield you have best defensive midfield you have best goalkeeper and all that and then for the women we only have best coach best young player and then overall best player of the of the entire year yeah so, <laughs> yeah i wish we had like we, like the same as the men, like just player by player, like, I mean, position per position and vote on that, but uh, well, maybe next year.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who knows? You know, it would be nice to have that sort of, um, I guess, attention. And maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's not the right word, but it seems like there was a lot of thought into like, okay, like who's going to make it from the men's side, you know, goalkeeper, you know, mm-hmm. central defense, you know, winger, uh, you know, defensive midfielder like there's a lot of thought as to like who those players were and then for uh the women it's like okay young player of the year coach and uh best player that's cool like and the and the men's get a goal of the year too like that would be yeah. it would be cool to see the women uh spotlighted uh like that as well but um yeah not this year uh, maybe yeah. uh maybe next year they'll do that um who knows maybe maybe we'll do our own um <laughs>
1: Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, that's, maybe, yeah, maybe maybe they they only need like a hint, but I mean, yeah. anyway, if you guys want to vote, um, you can definitely do it. We'll 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 post some tweets out with with the link. Um, you guys can do that. You you could also go to uh, todayne. dot <laughs> um, We're actually yeah. hosting the, the 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 poll, so you guys can vote on there. Yeah, definitely
0: um, definitely vote in the official todayne poll. Um, <laughs> you know, because I you know yeah. there are. You know, it is it is worth voting for, for your favorite player of the year. It is worth voting for the who you thought the head coach of the year was and the and the young player too, right? Like that's it's worth voting for that. And then maybe, you know, we'll figure out uh we'll figure out a way to kind of do our own thing. And uh uh who knows, maybe uh you and I'll get to present an award next year when they <laughs> when they uh when they do uh this this right uh by the yeah. by the women players.
1: Exactly. Um so for younger, Young Player of the Year, we have Aileen Aviles for uh, for Monterrey, and then we have Ali Soto for Pachuca. Really difficult to know because, I mean, Aileen has been amazing ever since she started off in the league, and she's been so young. So she could probably still be like Younger Player of the Year like in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, she's been amazing with Rayadas. But on, on the other hand, you do have Ali Soto, amazing for Pachuca, got that goal against America in the final 31 hours after playing with nice. the national team and getting that that first place against the U.S., she had, a, um,
0: she had a breakout season this past year.
1: Yep, I I think I mean I think many people might just think of Aviles just because again she's been in the league so long despite being so young, yeah. but definitely Ali Soto has. Um, I mean, well, like you were mentioning she had a killer season, so pretty difficult to see who could actually be on, in the lead for that one.
0: It's and it's then kind, it's yeah, kind of funny ahead. that they for the so the the email that I got has both English and Spanish. Um, and for the English version, they put female rookie of the year. And I'm just like, there's no way Eileen Aviles is a rookie. She's been playing forever. It seems <laughs> like this is definitely not her first season. And then I this was is, like, oh, yeah. I went down to the Spanish. I'm like, oh, it's just they just mean like the young player of the year. OK, yeah, that makes sense.
1: That's true. That's not properly translated. That's that is true um yeah definitely it's they're going more for age rather than the fact that it's their first tournament yeah Yeah, otherwise i lead no way she could be (laughs) on and
0: and that and honestly that makes that makes a lot more sense i think than than Mm -hmm. rookie of the year because then you get into kind of well who counts as a rookie you know somebody (laughs) you know was in their u18s and they played two games last year like do they still count or no Mm -hmm,
1: exactly yeah um Um, player of the year I mean that one's really difficult as well I mean you have Jackie Ovalle against Charlene Corral so uh, so by the way it's one player per tournament so Jackie Ovalle was nominated for for last season for the 2022 and then Charlene was nominated for this season that's that's how it works so um Hmm. I have to say just because of her scoring record maybe Charlene has an edge but I mean Jackie Hmm. Ovalle has been so amazing uh, like so consistent with Tigres it's not easy just to go by and be like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to vote for her this year. It's, it's I don't know, it's it's also kind of neck and neck because of how key they've been to their teams as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for for coach, for, for women's coach of the year, we have Mila Martinez and Angel Villacampa. Really difficult as well, just because you have the coach that actually led America to their championship. And you have um, Mila Martinez, who did Brava Lactica, uh, the best in real history we've had in a while for Liga MX Femenil. So I'm I'm leaning towards towards Mila to be honest. I mean Angel Villacampa technically would be nominated for last season, not this season, despite the fact that they were um, they were champions. But um, I, I I just have to I really like hats off to what Mila did with with Juarez. It just for for the club, for the players, for the entire league, it was something that really um, had a huge impact. So I'm kind of leaning for Mila on this.
0: Yeah, I think I think I'm with you there. I think Villacampa's performance was you know. It was, it was super good. I, you know, I don't want to take anything away from it. I mean, he did win a championship after all, but what Mm -hmm. Martinez was able to do with Juarez, I mean, let's remember where Juarez was, you know, even, even just, you know, a year and a half, two years ago uh, to where they got to under her. I mean, that's, that's just amazing. Uh, So yeah, I'm kind of leaning to her as well uh, for the, the player of the year that's, it's, it's, it's another situation where they're both so good and they both meant so much to their respective teams. And then you think, wow, there could be like five other players who you could have thrown in into this True. conversation as well. Um, you know, it's just, I don't know, I guess I would flip a coin, honestly, and just go,
1: <laughs> whatever. <laughs> hey, you're this year's winner. (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
0: you know, but whatever the outcome is, you know, this is one of those ones where you look at it and whatever the outcome is, you're happy with it. Right. Yeah. Um, It's not like you got one that's that's really deserving of it. And there's somebody else who's just kind of there to who's absolutely not going to win. You know what I mean? Um, So, yeah, that's it's good. It's, it's good but it's it's also kind of limiting but I'm I'll, I'll be happy with whoever wins um for yeah. any of those any any of those three uh because they're all deserving we can all you know we can sit here and make cases for all six of them why they should win their respective award you know so yeah
1: so anyway um I'm not entirely sure when the voting ends but the ceremony will be broadcast on the 25th so probably week of like wednesday the 21st or so i'm guessing that's probably around where where the, the polls will be closed um so yeah i mean go go on to dna.com you guys can vote on there and you can vote for the men as well just as long as you're there so um yeah, so yeah you well. <laughs> might as well yeah throw, throw, the, guy, throw the guys, throw the guys a bone you know mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah, it's there it's easy and no, no need to actually go to anything anywhere else so yeah it's <laughs> all in <on> there <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it looks like the voting closes uh, Thursday, June the 19th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. So, uh, you know, do the do the math in your head if you need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, vote early, vote often. And, yeah, I'm interested to see who wins that uh, for for all the categories, to be honest. I wish they had done more for the women. And like we said, maybe we'll yeah. uh, maybe we'll do our own kind of thing, Who knows?
1: Yeah, agreed. We'll see. Yeah.
0: So. Um, yeah. Any anything else league related that, that we're missing?
1: No. We. I'm. I'm going to tweet out like hashtag. We want to schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Give us a schedule. please. Yes,
0: please. I, uh, uh,
1: we can't be doing this every single summer. It's like no, no. <laughs> I got a.
0: I got. I got frequent flyer miles to burn and plans to make. So let's. Uh. Let's go.
1: Yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, other than that, um, last thing we saw this week, I mean, it was a pretty busy week that we were talking about all this. Week. Um, the U-20s winning the, the CONCACAF U-20 championship. Um, how, how do you feel about that, Eugene? <laughs> that was, I guess awesome. everyone was just kind of eager to see that game against the U.S. And we were like, oh, dear God, here comes the U.S. again.
0: Yeah, but they beat them. They got past them. They 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 beat the evil empire. It was amazing.
1: <laughs> I I'm pretty sure we were all like really nervous just because we know how important the US for 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 women's soccer well for men's soccer as well now um for, for women's mm-hmm. soccer um in the region and then facing them off in in a final it was it was I, I was nervous on so many like levels just because first of all yeah it is the US everything that went on with with the women's national teams last year was just chaotic everywhere i mean the senior squad failed to make it to the world cup uh, Maribel Dominguez leaving the U20s, and then Ana Galino had to step up, and then she had to go back to U17s, and now she's taking over the U20s again. Um, it, it was, it, I mean, I was remembering some of these players also kind of skipped uh, a process just because of the pandemic uh, mm-hmm. canceling so many tournaments. So we had so many players that had to like skip from U17 to the senior squad, um, U20s missing out on, on, I think it was a World Cup. I mean, it was, it, I, it seems as though things are starting to go back to where they should be. But still, I mean, there's so many things that you have to consider. Again, all the pressure for, for a women's uh, – after everything that went wrong last last year, which was probably just about everything. Um, but, I, I mean, I was so happy for Ana Galindo because everything that – like the entire process she's had with 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 women's soccer in Mexico, starting off with America when she was with Locuella, and then going on to national teams, having the u now taking on the U-20s beating the US in the final and uh just because she reached they they reached the final one that semifinal game they already had their ticket to the world cup next year so it was like oh finally some good news something's going in the right direction everything seems to be working fine um amazing players coming in i mean we, we were just talking uh, about ali soto uh being in the starting lineup for for mexico playing the entire final and then 30 hours later she's at the Azteca and she's coming on as a sub for pachuca and actually and even scoring a goal So just really eager to see all these players start to get minutes with their clubs as, as starters, not only as, as players coming on as subs, but also starting to make their way into those more experienced roles for the league as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm looking back at the, um, at the history of this tournament uh looks like this is the second time that Mexico has beaten the US uh to, to win the championship. Uh the first time they did it was 2018 and they did that in penalties. This time they did it in regulation, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, the US has beaten Mexico four times uh in, in the championship game. Uh this is just the second time that Mexico has done it to the US. And I was happy to see it. I, you know, mm-hmm. we've been watching, we've been watching how the Mexican women's national teams uh, from top to bottom have improved since the beginning of Liga Mequis Femenil. Uh, You know, we've, we've talked about that and I think now we're really starting to see the fruits of that, especially at the youth levels, because, you know, we have players who are now training with clubs and are part of a club system and, you know, getting professional coaching and, and, dietitians and all that kind of stuff that really weren't getting before mm-hmm. uh that have been you know especially at a, at an elite youth level are kind of the norm here in the US for for some of the real high level um programs you know so it's good to see that that playing field is being leveled for Mexico and you know it's only going to make the the more senior national teams uh you know that much stronger you know so the the U17s have we've seen the increase there. We're seeing the U20s, the increase there in the level of play. Um, you know, and that's gonna, you know, all these players are gonna age out of the U20s sooner rather than later. And they're <laughs> gonna go on to the to the senior team and uh either get spots there or force uh, those who are above them to to perform even better. So uh yeah, it's 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 really good to see this. And um, it's really good that, you know, I guess on a on a more basic level that they're going back to the to the world cup um yeah that's super super cool the uh i mean
1: and that's like overall performance right i mean they were um, unbeaten in the group stage they won all three games no one could score against them it was only until the semifinal against canada that um they received their first goal and then the u.s Mm -hmm. scored against them as well but i mean so so great to see these really solid performances like as a Mexican national team, the first, whenever you're scored uh, against like the first time, like it wasn't against Canada, kind of got that first goal. There's always this like, oh no, I mean, it's, it's always a lot easier when we get that first goal just because we know um, like how mentally like challenging it can be to, to overcome a goal, uh, especially during the second half. And then it it just didn't seem to be a problem with these players. They were, I mean, still focused, still understanding what they had to do. And again, I mean, just really eager to see them start like, going up that ladder with their clubs I mean we've seen it with with Itzel Velasco for America for instance mm-hmm. um America actually had two had both goalkeepers um well two out of three uh Renata Cota also was in was mm-hmm. called up so I mean yeah really really great to see I mean obviously we know Tatiana Flores because of um, her brother and sister also a national team we haven't seen Silvana in a while but hopefully um, she'll come back eventually uh, Marcelo we know is with the youth teams as well. Um, some players coming in from the U.S. also really interesting to see if if they'll stay there, if they'll go on to NWSL, if um, they'll may, maybe take a shot with Liga MX femenil. But yeah, I mean Fatima Servin with with Rayadas. We were mentioning Ali Soto. Um, I mean, yeah, it seems as though like the talent is there, the potential is there, and I mean, who knows? Pedro Lopez does have call ups next season, uh, next semester. I mean, yeah, some of these players might not be able to make it to the u20s um a-, a while longer so you maybe just start bringing some of these in
0: yeah yeah it's it's exciting times that's for sure and uh, you know and i'm I'm excited to see how they do with the with the world cup uh coming up i believe it's in south korea 2024 um but i don't think that really much else has been um kind of put and out no, there yeah mm-hmm. but uh yeah we'll we'll definitely be keeping up with that so congratulations to them mm-hmm. Um, any any final any final thoughts before we uh, we say our goodbyes?
1: Um, no, I mean really great way to end up uh, end up the, the first semester of the year. And second is going to be busy. I think busyer for for the senior squad. Um, eager to see if there's any changes with with Liga Feminine. We don't have a schedule. As far as we know, there won't be any changes to the actual structure of the tournament because we did have the owners meeting a couple weeks ago and they only announced changes for the men. But um, but seeing as though it is Liga MX and Liga MX in general, um, I mean it could happen. Yeah. Hopefully, if they do have some changes, it will be something we um, we we can support and not be too fearful of what <laughs> uh, what could happen. Um, but yeah, I mean eager eager to see these teams um, build up during the summer. Um, looking forward to seeing some players switch around, um, get out of their comfort zone, joining new clubs. And yeah, hopefully we'll have um, a bit more visibility regarding the schedule sometime soon.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been, it was a great, great season, great playoff. Uh, and like you said, it was a great way to end it with uh, a, a wonderful final uh, as well as the U-20s winning CONCACAF and going on to the World Cup. So, yeah, uh, I can't think of any better way to end it uh, other than to say, you know, thanks to everyone who listens. Um, keep up with us. Keep up with the hashtag, uh, hashtag Liga MX, uh, because at the end of the day, it is our football. Thank you all so very much, and we will see you next time.